This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, you guys have heard about all the new uh, the, the new revision of the curriculum, which we've been rolling out uh, in different cities. And uh, right now I'm on the road. I'm out in uh, California, in Sacramento, California, and uh, the beginning of a California tour where I'll be going and visiting all the different uh, regions and different areas and uh, we're going to be doing some training of the new curriculum and just connecting with all our, our people out there. And so it's always always fun to be out with with all our influencers out in the field. So so uh, today I wanted to just let you guys in on uh, what's going on in Sacramento so you can can join us in praying for, for the movement here. And also, uh, if you have people that live in the Sacramento area, you can maybe get them plugged into to what's going on here. So I'm with one of our champions, uh, Dave Eichinger. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, he's got the same name as my my brother-in-law, my wife's uh, sister's husband, which is so strange because Dave Eichinger is not a real common name. But uh, I think we were destined to be friends and uh, know each other or something like that. But uh, so welcome, Dave. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. And it is um, interesting because the Eichinger name is not one of those common names. So I am sure your brother-in-law and I are related somewhere <laughs> in, the food, in the food chain. Oh, yeah. It goes back to Germany or yeah. something. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah. One of these days we'll get journey groups going out where my brother-in-law lives in Connecticut, but uh, one one place at a time. But so uh, Dave, uh, I'm at the home of, of Dave. Dave's been hosting us here, and we've got a we did some guide training, and then we did a men's breakfast this morning, and then we've got a, a couples event tonight. There could be like 70 couples coming over to the house tonight, which is just exciting. That the context of all this is people wanting to have an intimate abiding relationship with Christ, you know, and that's what's so cool. Um, so, Dave, uh, why don't you give a little of your history with the journey, and then uh, we'll kind of talk about what how it's evolved and what's going on. So maybe a little bit of your personal history with it and what it did for you, and uh, and then we'll kind of go into what's kind of moving around here and all that. So, well, the journey started for me probably about fifteen years ago when um, Rocky and Pete McKenzie had made an initial trip up to Northern California to Bayside, which is one of the larger churches in the area. And I was not affiliated with Bayside to the extent that um, you know I went there, but there was a group that had come to a retreat that we did in the Redwoods in Northern California, where Pete McKenzie was uh, the conference speaker for the weekend, and with that. Some of the guys from Bayside came and they discussed the journey a little bit. Well, it got my attention enough to seek out Daryl Billups and talk to him about that and say, this is something I'd really like to do. And consequently, I did go through really the first journey groups that were in the Sacramento area and uh, went through a second one thereafter. And I can't remember if I went through a third, but the second one, I, I did a co-leading uh, responsibility with that. But what it did is it initially introduced me to the journey and the concept of abiding. And even going through it the first time, the seeds were planted, even though they didn't take root the way they should have. Because honestly, what I did is after that, I probably shelved the journey for several years. And, you know, over the course of that time, my transitions in life and everything else um, found myself with uh, newly married with Lisa and we were searching out another church and 
by happenstance were um, marriage counseled with a man named Bill, and he had known about the journey. In fact, he had been at the initial um, meeting when Rocky had come up years earlier with the current men's uh, pastor at Christ Community, and they at the time couldn't incorporate the journey. So it was something that God had in store to bring up years later. And Bill said, hey, would you like to lead a journey group? And so I said, absolutely. I mean, it's past time. And I didn't really know exactly what God had in store. But the first group that we chose, we hand selected probably about 15 guys. And, you know, we walked through the journey in, in the process and I was a little intimidated because Bill's a pastor and I'm going, OK, I, you know, he has a lot more scripture knowledge than me. But, you know, I'm still taking the lead because I've been through the journey several times and it was a lot of fun. Um, it was uh, also growth time because it challenged me to step up and be prepared. Uh, it was also um, very informative to watch the transitions and the transformations that were taking place with the guys at the time. And. Again, this was kind of the restart or rewind for the journey for me, but watching the outcome of this was the men that are currently went through that first revision at Christ Community, which is about three and a half, four years ago, are all men that are in leading positions today. They've, they've, they've gone out, they're serving, they're uh, living it out, so to speak, from what the journey is all about as we abide. So it was... It was just that genesis of restarting the journey for me and then seeing how it's grown. And now we're probably in our fourth or fifth generation of journey at this point in time, fast forwarding to today and looking forward to we're on the heels of finishing up one journey with a commencement coming up in about a week and then looking forward to getting new journeys started come this fall. Hmm. So what was uh, personally, what was your biggest takeaway from the journey? Or I know it's it's always ongoing. Every time you do it, there's new revelations. But what are some of your biggest takeaways of going through the journey yourself? I think the journey for me, even of recent, um, it, it probably even in the last couple of years, it's the importance of the abiding relationship. And I think we can understand it, but we take it for granted still until we've really experienced the abiding relationship. And that's just another place of intimacy that God wants us to be. But until we've experienced it, we don't really know what it is. And I'm experiencing that abiding relationship right now through my journaling, through my time in the word. And it's just become a really precious time for me to make sure that I'm involved in that. And I'm getting the fruit from that and, and seeing it visually, seeing it happen with the experiences that are going on. And again, the abiding time is just probably the most important time of my day. Well, and you were telling me that uh, journaling has really come alive for you in the last year, maybe or something. Could you tell them about that? Journaling is, again, not something that I would have been comfortable with years ago. And it was definitely hard and wasn't something that came naturally. And I think that's pretty common amongst guys. But uh, today, journaling is something totally different. It is uh, that other um, part that God wants me to incorporate into my life. And I've even kind of taken my journaling to a different level to the extent that I'm writing out the entire Bible now. And it'll take me a lifetime to do it. But it's me walking sequentially through the Bible 
even going through when I'm doing a journey group, I'm journaling with the guys, but my own journaling of my own abiding time is walking through the Bible. And it, again, is just a precious time for me because God's revealing himself in ways that I couldn't have even imagined. And I'm only experiencing that because I'm hand writing it out. And it makes all the difference in the world versus typing it out versus reading it where you're not picking up every word. And to me, again, every word in the Bible has meaning. And when I write it out, all of a sudden my my mind stops and focuses on that one word for whatever time that it might be. So as far as the star method goes, you know, the first, the S is scripture read. So you're taking that literally and writing out whatever verse you're reading or a chunk of scriptures and you're handwriting those in your journal, right? I'm handwriting every scripture sequentially through the Bible. I started in the gospels and I'm just finishing up the gospel of John now. And are you doing the, the T-A-R part? Are you, are you writing thoughts about it? Or? I do write thoughts about it. Some of that goes, again, as I'm writing the scripture, um, God will bring things to mind, which, again, I'll notate. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, I'm even reading commentary and incorporating thoughts with the commentary. And then in many times, you know, when I finish that up, I'm texting scriptures to several people that are, you know, I'm involved in my life, including my wife, Lisa. And, you know, those are sometimes the thoughts that have come from that scripture that are the prayers that I'm offering, you know, or the response part of the star method. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm using it. It's sort of somewhat of a hybrid of the star method, yeah. but it's how God has walked me through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned sharing the verses, uh, a while back I was, I was thinking about the journey to the inner chamber story and, you know, there's the guy at the table, but there's also a mentor that spoon feed, spoon feeding him at first. And God was kind of showing me that I know a lot of the word cause I'm in it all the time, but there's people in my life, like my daughters and maybe my wife that are not in it as much. And he said, why don't you help feed them until they're ready to feed themselves? So he was challenging me to do what you're doing and start sharing the word with them, you know, and, and then not only just giving them a word, but explaining a little bit what I think about it. Cause, cause you know, sometimes people don't understand it as well. And they, it helps for someone who's a little wiser to, to give, you know, give input. So, but, uh, what, uh, kind of along the same line, still talking about your, your experience, what other fruits would you say you've seen in your own life because you're starting to abide in Christ and because of what you're doing in the journaling and what are, what are some fruits in your personal life that you've seen? I, you know, I, I think first fruit is to, you know, being able to share this with my wife, you know, who's actually been through the journey. We've done the couples group, but I've shared with her the several times I've been with, through the journey, the parts and pieces, not she hadn't walked through it all in one piece, except when we went through it as a couples group. But she's in women's leadership. And, you know, I think that this uh, abiding time for her, her abiding time in the morning, which she again has learned from the journey process, has shown her that the abiding time with the Lord is something that has strengthened her in women's leadership. And, you know, I see her making very wise choices. I see her guiding and leading women. I see her as being a mentor to women. And, you know, I see the women reaching out to her. So the fruit of that is just very apparent. The fruit is also apparent in just the several groups that we've done and I've been involved with. And I I see the transformation. The lights come on at some point in time in the journey and it's like they they start to really get it. They start to really experience it. And it's it's really at that point, it's just a taste of what God's offering us and showing us how important the abiding relationship is, because it's, you know, it's just the sweetest thing that you could possibly have. Mm. 
So it's worked itself into your marriage. It's worked itself into our marriage. It's, you know, uh, you know, we've got grown kids and grandkids and, you know, they come over. Uh, I won't say we're talking specifically the journey, but they know that I'm involved in, in the journey. They know that I'm involved in men's discipleship and, you know, they respect that. They understand it. And, you know, I'm hoping that I've got sons-in-laws that will go through the journey at some point. That'd be my prayer for sure, because I know that they'll benefit from it as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you said it's kind of working its way through your church and even some of the top leaders in your church have gone through the journey and are embracing it and it's still spreading cause it's a pretty good sized church, I guess. Um, what, anything else going on there in the way of the journey at your church? I think, you know, we of course had a breakfast, um, yesterday morning, Brian and I with the senior pastor at our church and, and, you know, it was a very good time in meeting with uh, Greg. I, I don't think I've ever had two and a half hours in one sitting with him, but he's very supportive of the journey, understands it. And he's watched it from afar, um, watched it as a gatekeeper of the church and, you know, looked at the, the fruit that's come from that. And the fruit that's come from that are many of the guys that have been through the journey are elders or deacons in the church. And they are in their own way showing leadership qualities that I don't believe that they would have unless they had gone through the journey and are in that walking, abiding relationship with the Lord. Hmm. Well, and he admitted that uh, when he first heard about it, he thought it was, oh, just another curriculum, another shiny box curriculum that, you know, that we'll just check off the list that we've done. And, uh, and so he was skeptical at first, but now he's watched it and he sees, no, this is a process, a lifelong process that can be reproduced organically over and over again. So yeah, he said, he's a fan. He said, I'm, you don't have to convince me. <laughs> so he actually wants to go through it at some point. So, and I, to me, that just uh, underscores the importance of, you know, even going through the journey once, I think certainly has its benefit, but you know, all the guys that I've seen have been through it once or twice or three times. They say how much going through it the second time. And even the third time is so important to them. And to go, how did I miss this the first time around? Well, you know, the first time around, you're kind of being fed to, through a fire hose mm-hmm. and, you know, you're not going to pick up or grasp everything. And, you know, as you just stated, it's a lifelong process. So if we're in this lifelong process of understanding and growing in uh, intimacy with our Lord through the abiding process, we are going to, we're going to grow and he's going to, you know, the Holy Spirit's wisdom is just going to, you know, sink into our hearts and our minds and we'll be able to use that. And therefore and be engaged with by the Holy Spirit to carry out the purpose of what we are. Yeah. And I think, um, we'd love to see, we, we need more people to step up to guide. And, uh, that's always a challenge because guys don't feel worthy. And, you know, so we're always trying to encourage guides, but even if a guy wants to go through it again, I think he needs to think in terms of not just himself, but maybe inviting a couple guys with him, you know, next time he goes through it for sure. You know, so you're always reaching back to help others, but, but you're always on your journey the rest of your life, you know? So there's always new discoveries, every journey group I've done, you know? So, so, uh, what's going on, um, around this area besides your church, uh, that you, that you know of and in, in, in different pockets around the, in this city, it's a pretty big city. It's the capital of California. And, and being the capital of California, there's a lot of, you know, political influence, obviously, that comes into this town. And, you know, we would love to capture the some business leaders, political leaders, get them through the journey. But again, that's going to be the Holy Spirit's timing and process. But, you know, there are several churches right now that are um, 
do have journey groups going, and some of them have happened almost completely organically. They found out about influencers through their own searches and, you know, ordered some curriculum. I came to know about that. You know, they'd ordered that and called out to them. I've talked to them. I'm mentoring a, a group right now that's going through Bayside, which was the original church 12, 13, 14 years ago that was supposed to start the journey. Mm. And um, it's, again, an ideal situation in that this group of guys, six or seven guys, have been walking through several different Bible studies and realizing that, okay, what's next? What's next? And, you know, the, the search for intimacy is what's really in their mind, but they weren't able to understand that. And they're now actually have a journey group going and they're in there probably... Uh, I would say third or fourth session. Okay. Yeah. At Bayside. At Bayside. Back at the the bigger church. Yeah. yeah back at the bigger church. Yeah. And I know uh, Steve Holly has has been a great contributor, uh, leading some. What church does he go to? Uh, Steve is going to. Originally, I met Steve through uh, River City Christian, and then he has since been going to another church, a Baptist church here in Fair Oaks or in Carmichael. And uh, again, Steve and I meet probably two or three or four times a year for breakfast. We talk on the phone regularly. Um, and certainly he has taken on a leadership role in here and been involved in quite a few journey groups, also in the translation process of going to Russian, uh, I think even to some uh, African countries. And I mean, Steve is super proactive in, you know, wanting to see the journey uh, just, you know, be experienced by others. And, you know, we again, just in the other night of the rollout of the revised curriculum, you know, he brought four or five women uh, mm-hmm. that are interested in the journey. So uh, organically speaking, uh, it just it's growing and and we can't wait to see what God's got in store over the next several years, certainly in Sacramento. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Steve has uh, got some people that are helping us translate uh, the newer books into Spanish so that we're ready because we're getting lots of requests from uh, Costa Rica, Guatemala, other countries, and also the prison ministry. There's a large demand for the, the Spanish in prisons. So yeah, Steve's been a big champion for us and all that. And yeah, Uganda, I think was uh, someone from his church was on a mission trip over there and they met a, a dynamic young man who wanted to disciple people. And they said, well, I need to connect you with Steve Howley because he's got a, a great process. So Steve's been mentoring this young man. I don't know how they do it via, via the internet uh, in how to do journey groups in Uganda. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, what other, are there any other things going on that you can think of around the, the city in the way of journey? I know Lonnie Gustafson is leading at his church, I think, leading some groups. Lonnie has, Lonnie has a group going right now. Um, not too sure how many others, probably a dozen journey groups going, I would guess at any given time right now. Yeah. And I'm not familiar with every single one of them. Um, again, another close friend in proximity to me and knows Brian well is involved with Caleb. And, you know, we've been discussing the opportunity of getting a journey group going there because, again, it's a, uh, a Christian organization. And, you know, it can only benefit. Uh, Tell them what K-Love is for those who might K-Love is, a, is the largest syndicated uh, Christian radio station in the country. And it happens to be home based here in the Sacramento area. Uh, they have about a thousand signals out there. And they've just taken one in New York and Washington, D.C., Southern California, Atlanta, which those are all big marketplaces. And, you know, that's a lot of times taking on those larger marketplaces is overcoming the battles of, you know, Satan and getting into those. 
But the, the word, you know, this is not the brick and mortar church. This is the church, you know, that's over the airwaves through Christian music. And, you know, it has its, you know, it, it has its impact on, on men and women that are needing to reach out to Christ. I mean, they've got a, you know, full on pastor, pastoral team that's there 24 seven to respond to prayer. And they're not a, they're a nonprofit, right? So they're not funded by advertising. It's just all by donors. Right? A, it's a hundred percent donor supported and uh, they're a total nonprofit. Yeah. So who knows what God, how God might use relationships that we have in there through connections and all that too. We don't know. And I, yeah. I just know there's something there and I know it'll show itself at some point, but again, it's all in the Holy Spirit's timing. Yeah. Um, you know, one other relationship that, um, Ken Miller, who is who I am with as far as within men's ministry leadership at Christ Community, we reached out to another individual, Steve Heller, who is involved with 12 to 14 other churches. And he has basically orchestrated these churches to do annual retreats. And they're able to break down the cost of those to individual churches to, you know, break that out over 14 or 15 churches. So it makes it um, easier to bring in higher profile speakers. But he's also involved with lots that's going on in, in men's ministry and discipling. And so we've really kind of been... I want to say putting the full court pressure on him, but we're, we've been talking to him a lot about the journey and he came and visited for, to understand the revision. But we really believe, you know, that there's something there that Steve, you know, because of his network, active network with other churches that we can reach out and potentially connect with some smaller churches that don't have the wherewithal or the programs because they're only a few hundred strong mm -hmm. um, as far as a church that this would be another tool for them to incorporate into their ministry. Yeah. You know, I, I love something you said a second ago. Uh, you were talking about just waiting on the Holy Spirit. And I know that's not your nature because you're, you're a process <laughs> guy. You're like a lot of guys I meet and like myself who are hard charging, could go make things happen if we really wanted to. But we've learned to kind of to slow the slow the roll and wait on the Holy Spirit to give us invitations, right? Well, you're 100% correct. I mean, I'm in a sales capacity in what I do and I get contracts out there. Let's sign this contract. Let's get moving forward. <laughs> and, you know, that's what I do. I negotiate contracts and put them together and get them done and, you know, get them into the into the process to where we get orchestration on them and so i'm not the patient person in that regard and i think that's the one thing uh, because of the anxiety sometimes that that brings on in the sales process god said you know cast your burdens on me i'm you know i'm going to take them all don't you don't have to worry about anything well that's easier said than done but it is again part of the journey process that has given me a peace and a freedom to be able to relax and know, you know, that God's got everything in store for me just simply because of his sovereignty. Yeah. Well, and I know one of the guys that lives in our area, Charles Zimmerman, has, has been out here to speak at some of the men's groups. And then you guys have got connected through some business dealings. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of cool how the body of Christ is all working together. We're all part of this team called Influencers, you know. And, uh, and it's even using guys back where I live, you know, uh, in sync with Sacramento. So No, and I, I you know, I've, I've, I've met Charles, talked to Charles, and we're actually looking at doing some business uh, opportunities together. But with that said, what really steered me to the man was 
he did a podcast with Brian and it was talking about, you know, the uh, radical change that really took place in his heart um, about what the journey really meant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, had lived a Christian life pretty much all his life and realized that, you know, he wasn't really in that close abiding relationship of abiding with God in the process. And I can relate to that and, and I get it and I, you know, totally understand it. Yeah. Yeah. He's because that's me. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those guys, a business guy, very capable, you know, and would say he's a Christian, but realized uh, he didn't have that close, close walk that, that really what he was longing for. Yeah. That's good. So anything else uh, that you think that we need to tell them about and, and maybe how we can how can they be praying for the movement of influencers in Sacramento? I think, you know, just to even from our last uh, journey session that we had with our guys and we were talking about prayer and talking about, you know, many times uh, we find ourselves when we're praying, you know, we're a little bit behind the curve, uh, praying for the needs of the moment, praying for, you know, the crisis in guys' lives or whatever. And we dug into a little bit about getting proactive with our prayer times and which is where God has been leading me uh, the journaling is another form of prayer, but God's wanting me to experience a prayer life that I still want to attain and grow into that is another place where he wants to take me, where he said there's more reward there than you can possibly imagine. So being proactive in prayer is really, again, knowing the heart of God and listening to the Holy Spirit and then praying for those things that the Holy Spirit is prompting me to pray for. And I sometimes don't even know what that is. But if I've got the ears that I'm listening and the eyes that I'm seeing the words from the page, then yes, the Holy Spirit is speaking through God's word. And then I can pray about that. So it's it's still somewhat new to me, but it's also exciting because I know that uh, the comfort that I get from and the peace that I get from the journey process is that place where I think prayer is going to open up a new avenue for me of just like the worship and, and understanding the depth of the love of God that he has for me. And therefore, again, I can then pass that on because I've experienced it. Yeah. 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 Everything begins and ends with prayer. You know, when we're doing guide training, we're telling you got to be praying from the very beginning about who your co-guide is going to be, who you should invite on the journey. And then you got to pray throughout the whole thing, you know, that it'll be God's will to be done, you know? So, and we're praying for, for these newer regions like Sacramento, that God will raise up champions like yourself, Dave, and, and other people that will, will rise, emerge as leaders. You got to have leadership, you know, to help organize things and all that. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you said that it started what, 13 years ago, maybe was the first one you Something went through. Something like that, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. And then, and I've seen it in other places where it, it starts kind of strong and gets excitement and then it fizzles, you know, and then it comes back at, in a vengeance, you know? And so I think that's kind of what happened. It was really strong and Bayside was going to really embrace it. And then it kind of fills it out because leadership changed or whatever. And then now it seems like it's really coming back. There's a lot of momentum right now, at least what I see, you know, it's, it's very exciting to see what the Lord's got in store. And this is like, this is better than building any kind of a business or, you know, getting any kind of a large project because, you know, this is the ultimate project is what God's got, you know, for our purposes in life to serve him. And, you know, right now I've, I've got a real, you know, soft spot for men's ministries and I want to see men's lives change. And I just see this as, you know, that golden opportunity to, you know, move that forward. And I, I will continue on it for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it reminds me of, uh, 
a lot of guys were trying to move from, uh, there's a book, Halftime, I think, Bob Buford maybe wrote it, but uh, mm-hmm. talking about moving from success to significance, you know, and how a lot of guys were very successful in their careers. You're one of them, and Charles is one of them. Um, and and that's great. But but then you guys are even wanting to do more, you know, to be to leave a legacy, a significant legacy for, for those behind you. Yeah, that's very true. And, and I've told Brian that, you know, I see some, I don't know what it actually is, but in the coming year or two or three, God's got some significant changes that are going to take place. And, and I know it's, it's, it's in this place of, you know, serving him and in the place of in being an influencer for Christ and seeing where that takes it, you know, within the Sacramento area for sure. Um, but I just know God's got something really exciting in store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dave. I think that that was good just to give people kind of a flavor for what, what God's doing. It's, it's really a praise, I think for, for what he's doing. And uh, yeah. So uh, you all out there be praying for Sacramento and Dave Eichinger and Lonnie Gustafson and uh, Bill Corbin and, uh, Stephen Holly and all, all the guys that are engaging in the ministry and, and, and he keeps raising up more and more. So, uh, so anyway, it's a very exciting time out here. So be, be praying for that. So, um, again, we're, uh, we're out doing uh, training and going down here. So I'll be heading to, to Redding and, and down to Pismo beach and over to Bakersfield, California, and then, uh, finishing this trip, uh, down in Orange County. So, so you all be praying for me and Rocky as, as, uh, we do the work of the ministry and watch over our families while, while we're gone. So anyway, but if you want to get plugged more into influencers, uh, you can always go to our website, influencers.org. And there's uh, information on on the new revision of the curriculum uh, and actually a training video we did uh, on Zoom a, a week, few weeks ago. Uh, you can also order the new anything new that you need to get to get caught up. And uh, there's also uh, other podcasts that we've recorded that uh, you can listen to, as well as uh, guide videos and lots of other resources on, on our website. So so check that out. So anyway, well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, again, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And uh, I'm going to keep encouraging you out there to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today.